I asked you, what was the hardest thing that you went through? Because ultimately your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever mm. you struggled the most with as a human, emotional pain, not like I broke my finger or my arm or something. <laughs> emotional pain. When did you feel the, the most anxiety, the most stressed out, the most worthless, the most didn't fit in, right? Inside of that is your purpose. This is about humans dreaming together. About humans supporting each other on our journeys. It's about the science and the art behind making our dream lives a reality. To the students of life. The young and the curious. The dreamers and the doers. To those who crave to be a strong individual. And want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dreamology Podcast. What's going on, my brothers and sisters? This is Timmy Bishop host of the Dreamology Podcast, back with another episode telling a story of a world-class dreamer who is here to share his life lessons with us because in school we are not really taught how to chase our dreams, what gets in the way, how can we truly follow the path set out for us in our life and not the path that society wants us to take. And that man's name is Evan Carmichael. Evan is a world-class entrepreneur. He has over 2 million subscribers on YouTube, talking about the world's greatest success stories and the lessons that he's learned from them. He's the owner of multiple businesses. This man is the real deal, and we are so lucky to have him on the show. And as you will notice, this episode is actually taking an interesting twist because right away what Evan does, he flips my questions back to me. And coming to this conversation, I wanted to talk about self-belief. But we ended up really discovering what I truly care about the most in life, and that's following your path, following your own dreams that is set out by you, becoming the person you're meant to be, and figuring out how do we overcome the things that come in the way uh, for us to make that happen and for us to be happy and healthy on our journey and anxiety-free. And so we end up talking a lot about this idea of how do you really follow your own path in life. And that's what this episode is really about. And it's really exciting. As I'm making this intro, literally, I am sitting in a hotel room in Plymouth, Michigan. Because if you don't know, I am currently on tour with Charlie Rocket, going around the U.S., making dreams a reality for people, doing acts of kindness, inspiring others. And this was the result of me following my own path for two years. And yes, I had to overcome a lot of anxiety. Yes, I had to learn how to step into my authentic self. Yes, I am still learning each and every single day. But this was all a result of me choosing to follow my own path in life. And I can say right now, I am happier than I've ever been in my entire life. And, you know, at sky's the limit, honestly. It, it feels really good right now to just be fully embracing my own journey and my own path. And so I hope this episode really helps you dig in more into your journey and your path. Because as Evan and I talk about this, finding your path in life is an ongoing process. You're going down a road, you make a turn, you keep going, maybe you come to a dead end, you take a left, and then you find a freeway for a while, then you got to make an off-ramp turn. Like, it's not just a, you find it and you go, it's a never-ending journey. And so I hope this episode helps you no matter where you are in your journey to better pursue the dreams that you really want to pursue in your life and helps you get there faster and makes you a happier person and does all that beautiful stuff. So I will stop talking and I will let you listen to the man, Evan Carmichael, as we share his life lessons and his story. 
Okay. So I, I watched your little, your little intro video and I saw that you said, look, I do a ton of these, ask very personal questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the first one on my mind is actually interesting because, you know, I didn't really realize this was a big part of my life until I would say I went further into my own self-reflection journey, but you know, self-belief has been, I think, some that I've always actually had a lot of. I've had a lot of my own struggles, like with anxiety and need for acceptance and, you know, a whole list of things that we all struggle with. But, you know, self-belief is something that I feel like I've always actually kind of have. And then I've looked out to my friends and I said, oh yeah, this is a really fundamental, it seems like, piece of the puzzle here. And so when I saw your thing, Believe Nation, and this idea of self-belief is the cornerstone for everything, like I was really interested and asking you, you know, how does someone like me with, with who's always had self-belief come into the world and try to help those, you know, gain it? What would you, why would you make that? Like why that instead of something else? Why do I want to help give them self-belief? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it is kind of the cornerstone for a lot of things. I feel like I, people will try things and they fail and they say, see, look, I knew I couldn't do this. Or they're afraid to jump in because they don't, really think they're worthy enough. And it seems like there's this underlying layer of pretty much every successful person I've interviewed on this podcast who says, yeah, man, I just didn't quit. And I believed in myself. And that answer comes up so many times, but I don't know how to teach that or how to instruct that to people. What was the thing you struggled with the most as, as a human emotional pain on my journey? Yeah. Like if it's not self-belief, what was the, what's the thing that you really struggled the most with? Hmm. Definitely stepping into my own identity and my own path. And that led to, I guess, really a a series of, I guess, anxiety and just not being sure on what I want to do with life. I mean, basically, I studied abroad for six months in Thailand, and that was kind of the kicker for me, which really kind of punched me in the face. I was like, dude, you've been going down this other path sort of this whole time even though you kind of knew it wasn't for you. And that was the big eye opener. When I came back from that experience back to the same exact environment that I was in, I still didn't make the change. I was still doing kind of the traditional route. And for me, it started to just eat away at me. And that was probably the hardest year of my life where I, for the first time in my life, had a lot of anxiety. The first time in my life had social confidence issues, just just really was trying to figure out who I was, but I didn't feel like I was presenting that person to the world. That's what you want to help teach people. You just rewind the tape back, listen to the replay, and just pay attention to the, those two segments. Segment one was you talking about belief. And segment two, you talking about finding your path and the anxiety and mm. just your vibe, your energy, even like even looking at you right now, smiling as we talk through this. It's just, <laughs> it, it summons different emotions in you. That's the thing that you want to do. The first one is too logical. The second one is where your heart actually is. Oh, okay. I like this. Okay, let's keep digging into this. Okay, so you're basically this dives into this dives into teach what you've been through. That sort of concept. Is that is that what yeah, we're getting so at here? On a practical level, yes. I mean, people won't connect to you if you if you're just naturally good at it. Because they think, oh, but he's never struggled with this. So he doesn't know what I'm going through. And, right. and they're right. Like you're doing it because you think it's a big problem, but there's lots of big problems. Like why not, why not help people with nutrition or help people with their, their working out or help people with learn English. Like there's lots of things that are big problems. Hmm. 
You just right. happen to pick belief because, you know, some of your podcast guests have coming on and talk about it. But listen, if you talked about finding identity, they have stories to share about that too. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Th- that, okay. should be, that should be your show. That should be your, your life's work is helping people find their identity and, and deal with the anxiety of feeling whatever you were feeling, of not feeling good enough, of not knowing where to go, of, of not knowing your path, of whatever you actually went through and came out on the other side is the thing that you want to help teach other people hmm. uh, that will fill you up for life. Like that's going to be just way more interesting for you than, than belief. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm the believe guy. It's in my videos. It's on the back of my hoodie. Like, yeah. dude, I don't want to knock belief. I think it's the world. I think it's everything. <laughs> but it's everything for me. It's not everything for you. For me, it's my right. love. For you, it's a strategy. And that's a big difference. Um, right, right. So for you, you got to find your love and then apply strategy to it instead of the other way around. Yeah. Okay. So think more with the heart and less with the head. And, yeah. and again, a corny, cheesy sort of summary. No, but here's it. It's big decisions with your heart and small ones with your head. Mm. You still need your head. Your head will help you figure out how to win. But yeah. your heart is, is the ultimate arbiter of what decisions you should be making. So this is a heart decision. Like this is a heart decision. Now your head takes over to say, okay, well, if we're going to try to build this movement around finding a path and, and relieving anxiety. Okay. So now I need to, now your head kicks in. Okay. I need to have guests on that talk about this. I need to create different Instagram content than I am right now. I need to start a YouTube channel talking about this. I need to share my own story more. Like your head takes over to help you figure out the pieces, but you're yeah. solving the right puzzle. Yeah. Right. Otherwise you're solving great. You're solving the puzzle, but it's the wrong puzzle. It's not the puzzle yeah. you should be solving. <laughs> right. So big decision, big decision with your heart and small ones with the head. How does someone tap into that heart more? Like as a high school or college or recent graduate, like even think about myself, right? How do you tap into that? I feel like there's a lot of subconscious going on. We don't really have full awareness around what's going on in your life as a young kid. How do you tap into that, that heart and what's going on there? So there's a couple of things. Um, and I, and I kind of primed you through some of them without talking about <laughs> it. So we can, we can, we can, dig- we can you know, dive into it versus you know, you asked me a question. I just flipped it on you basically to say, because in, why did I do this? In how you asked me the question, I realized he doesn't actually care deeply enough about this thing. So mm. instead of answering your question, which was, how do I get people to believe in themselves more? I asked you, what was the hardest thing that you went through? Because ultimately your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever mm. you struggled the most with as a human, emotional pain, not like I broke my finger or my arm or something. <laughs> like emotional pain. When did you feel... The, the most anxiety, the most stressed out, the most worthless, the most didn't fit in, right? Inside of that is your purpose. Mm. It's just, that's, that's how we are wired. You want to help other people. If you knew that your work could either help people believe in themselves more or could help people find their path and not have to suffer the anxiety that you suffered, that's an easy pick. Right, right. So how did I get there? Well, step one was asking you, what is the biggest pain that you went through? What did you struggle the most with as a human? And you could have answered lots of people's stories all over the map. Maybe it's right. abandonment issues or abuse issues or lots of other stuff, right? This was yours. Hmm. The next step is pay attention to, to the interactions or so pay attention. It's why I encourage you to, you should actually go back and watch this episode, the first five minutes of it, not for editing, but just for yourself and see how you talk from your head about 
changing people's self-belief yeah. and then from your heart and the smile on your face that comes up and how much more meaningful the words are when you talk about finding your path in anxiety. Yeah. So yeah. paying attention to that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm catching it and throwing it back at you right now. It's, <laughs> yeah. How do you do it for yourself? It's trying to pay attention to the feelings that you have. Like when you mm. feel motivated, pumped, excited, when you have that smile on your face, when you get an idea, chances are that's the right idea for you, but it often doesn't make sense because mm. your head only understands a world that currently exists. Right. Where your heart can create something brand new that's never existed before. Your head's designed to keep you safe, practical, and grounded in reality where your heart wants to go off and build something brand new. So you get these mm. ideas. Oh, I want to go do that. And you get all excited by it. And then your head takes, oh, you can't do that. Come on. You, you don't have the money for that or the schooling or the parents or the family connections or the whatever. And then you stop doing it. And so it's learning to trust those ideas more, not knowing how it's going to work out and just saying yes to the opportunity. Hmm. So is that the belief part of it right there? What you just mentioned? Is that the, the self-belief aspect of, uh, I'm talking about, you can talk about your journey now. Like what did that, I'm, cause I'm curious, what did that look like for you as someone who needed to build that within himself? So for me, my biggest fear is, is disappointing people. I feel like I'm going to show up and not deliver the, mm. the, the idea that somebody would, you know, somebody would, would buy my book and say that was a waste of time and I wasted my money on it, right? Or they would come and have me as, as a guest on their show or speak on their stage and I would blow it. This mm -hmm. just kills me. Yeah. Um, and so that's lack of belief. It's lack of self-belief that I'm gonna come in and crush it. Hmm. And, and it's an ongoing thing. This isn't just something that used to happen. And same thing for you. If you talk about finding your path, you still have to find the next version of your path. For sure. You're not done. You, you're more ahead than where you were before. Yeah. But you're not done. And you don't want to be done. You always want <laughs> there to be a path ahead, right? You don't want to say like, this is it and I'm done. That, that, that's the end of a journey. You always want there to be a new twist or turn on the path. Mm. And anytime you feel anxiety, this is where your head and your heart can fight. You might logically think, ooh, like my podcast is taking off. This is awesome. I'm, I'm crushing it. But you have anxiety. Hmm. It's because you have to take a different path. Yeah. Right. You're ready for the next path, even though logically, like it makes sense to stick on this one. You don't actually want to be there anymore. You haven't adjusted enough and you need to be playing over here. So that's, mm. that's how it shows up for you. So anytime you feel these whelms of anxiety, it's going to come back. It's not like you have an anxiety. If you have an anxiety free rest of your life, you actually hate your life because you're never growing. You're never learning. You're never doing anything outside your comfort zone. Hmm. You're basically just photocopying every day over and over and over again. Right. So the next time you feel any kind of anxiety, that's, that's a physical sign for you that something needs to adjust in how you're walking your path. And that's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, it was, it was terrible when you went through it <laughs> however long ago, two years ago or whatever. Um, but now you can catch it faster. Now it's not going to take you however long it took you in the slums to figure that out. And this is how you react to it. And so you can get out of it a lot faster and then just find the next version of your path. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, well, let's keep this on me because it sounds like this is how you like to approach this, which is kind of fun because no one's really taken this like shoot back approach. So at the beginning of my journey and still is, but as you said, it's gotten a little bit better. Like I think the reason why I didn't jump into it was like need for acceptance has like driven 
I think my entire life, which I never really realized again, but like, it was so hard for me to go out into the world as like this entrepreneur, as this person who wanted to do things to help people, because I was afraid of what my dad would say, what my friends would say, what everyone would say. And I think one of the reasons maybe why I wanted to have a ton of friends in the first place was to just feel accepted by everybody. And it's not inherently a bad thing to want to be friends with everyone, but you know, it still, it still gets at me. Like it's still this need for acceptance in this, this idea of because they prevent you from walking your path. Yeah. Yeah. And and some of them actually do. And some of them, it's just a mental trick. Like some of them, they actually would support you. You just don't think they would, or you're afraid of telling them Mm. because you're walk. I've got this, I'm a visual thinker. So now I've got this like cartoon in my head. (laughs) There's, there's, there's like all these people walking on this highway and then there's, then there's Tim, like, who wants to go off, you know, on his own super speed highway that's one lane, and everybody's trying to, like, hold on to him to say, no, don't leave. Like, I want to go run. Anyway, that's, that's, my, my, that's how my weird brain kind of thinks. But, um, yeah, some, sometimes it's out of love. Like, I'm sure your dad loves you, right? Probably. There's a good chance he loves you. Perfect. So why would someone who loves you tell you not to do this thing or even that that's a fear well because his version of success is probably different than yours Hmm. how old are you right now 23 great the opportunities available to you at 23 compared to your dad at 23 are vastly different Hmm. it's a different world He, he couldn't have followed his passion he couldn't have walked he had to be crazy to walk his own path yeah you had to basically not be able to fit into a corporate environment when he was 23 to be an entrepreneur. Right. The idea of, of starting a podcast and interviewing people is such <laughs> not possible. It's crazy. Yeah. Even for you five years ago to think that you'd be doing a podcast, interviewing people that you look up to is bonkers. So that's the empathy part. Like you, you crave your father's acceptance, but he, he loves you. He's just as worried for you because hmm. he doesn't understand what is open to a 23 year old right now because hmm. his life is different. So his, yeah. he wants you to be happy, but his version of happy is go do this safe path. Yeah. So that's half. That's, that's one group. And that could be friends, family. That's your dad, your mom, your, you know, some uncle, whatever, some friends from high school. Some other people may just want to hold you back because they're jealous because they took their shot and it didn't work. And now nobody around them can have success because it makes them look bad. That seeing Tim go off on win means that I suck. And so I can't have Tim win because that makes me feel bad about myself. And right. those are the people that you need to, that's not out of love. That's out of insecurity and jealousy. And those are the people that you need to dump from your life. Mm. Um, now, for some people, that's actually their mom, you know, or their dad. That's you're fortunate to have, you know, parents who love you. Um, so recognizing that that's a limitation is, is important mm. because staying on the path that everybody else is on just because everybody else is on it ultimately is going to lead you to having friends, but hating your life. Right. Cause you can't walk your, cause walking your own path is so important to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be able to have the courage to walk your own path. And it's not to say, screw you, dad, I'm walking my path. Right. <laughs> it's not out of negative energy. It's out of, no, I need to do this for me. And I hope you can support me on my path. And if you can, great. And if you can't, it's not a diss to you. Mm. I just need to do this for me. Right, right. What did that look like for, I mean, for you walking your own path? Because I know you started with other things and you eventually got to this 
Believe Nation and this became your work? Like, what did that look like for you finding your own path? I think the biggest thing for me was the willingness to step in front. So before my YouTube channel, I, I had a website and I had a hundred thousand pages of content and I profiled all sorts of different famous entrepreneurs, kind of like what I do on YouTube now, but before mm. there was a YouTube. So I wrote articles talking about Steve Jobs and Oprah Winfrey and all these people. And it was off my name, evancarmichael.com. And it still is, although those, that content's not there anymore. Um, and people would always ask me, you're telling all these famous people's stories, but what's your story? I'm like, mm. well, why do you want to know my story? Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I sold a business when I was 22 and made some money and stuff, but it's nothing compared to Steve Jobs and Oprah Winfrey and all these people I'm profiling. And so I never really understood it. And then I started my YouTube channel. So I never told my story ever on my website. Um, a little bit on the about page, but never really dug in deep. Right. Then I started my YouTube channel, which, you know, your audience might know me from more than the website. And we did a series called the top 10 rules for success, where again, I profile just a video version of what I did on my website. Yeah. The number one request was me. <laughs> so we've got thousands of requests that come in and, and the number one top 10 that people wanted to see was Evan Carmichael. I'm like, guys, I'm, you know what we're doing here? Like I've got, <laughs> we're profiling all of these giant, you know, Warren Buffett and Elon Musk and all these people who cares about me. <laughs> and it took me a long time, dude. Like I started that when I was 22, hmm. the website and I'm 40 now, right? It's 18 years to get to here. So it took me a long ass time to get here. And, and the website and the, and the, you know, the YouTube channel is not all about me, but I had to accept that, Hey, inside of my story is actually important lessons. Mm. People can, can learn from what I've done and see them themselves in me and say, Hey, if he could do it, I can do it too. It's why I post on Instagram every month. I'll post my numbers for YouTube of how I started. Uh, and it's kind of updated for the most current month because mm. it took me five years to get to 7,000 subscribers on YouTube five years. And then the first five years was zero to 7,000. And the next five years was 7,000 to 2 million. Oh, wow. And people just, I think people just quit too soon, right? They just give up too soon. It doesn't mean it has to take you 10 years. <laughs> Hopefully you can learn and get better and faster, but, but there's still a journey and a process. And I recognize it inside of me sharing that story. It inspired others to say, I can do that too. Right. And so me being comfortable sharing my journey when I felt like it wasn't enough, it's, it's nothing compared to what other people have done, but it still could be inspiring to people. And, and it's still mm. awkward. I'm an introvert. So mm. I have no need to, to talk about me or share my story. Even, <laughs> even this, like I'd much rather help you and bounce off of you and what you're going through than make it about me. Um, so that's still something that I work on is, is owning, you know, that piece and recognizing yeah. that I've been on a great journey. Um, so yeah, that, that's how it shows up, you know, in my life. Um, yeah. And it's a lot better than it used to be. And I'm, I still got a long ways to go. Hmm. I love how you share that every month. Like, cause that's a big thing that I struggle with when I started. And I know that pretty much everybody my age, this idea of how many likes am I getting compared to this person and how am I doing compared to this person? And uh, again, the more you think about it, it seems silly, but yet it impacts you every single day when you see someone your age who's like, why does he have, you know, this amount of this or this amount of this? And I saw like, I just, part of your book was like, 
I, it really caught my eye because it was like, even Tony Robbins isn't Tony Robbins. Just this yeah. idea that like, nobody's perfect. And, and it's funny because when you meet these heroes or people that you look up to, you're like, oh yeah, you're just a human too. But how have, you know, this has been a, you know, you can speak to me because I've struggled with this too, but it seems like every step of the way you could get into this trap of like, oh yeah, well, Evan has this many followers and then Gary has this many followers and then LeBron James, this, like there's, there's never like an end game when it comes to comparing yourself yet. I do it all the time. And like, mm -hmm. I want to stop doing it. So like, you got any, you got any hot, hot advice for me on, and just the audience on how to yeah, yeah, yeah. just so, run so your things. own race. Well, this is, even notice your language, run your own race. What's your thing? I want to walk my own path. <laughs> Dude, I got some thinking to do after this conversation, man. It's, it's all coming back to the same thing for you, right? Anytime mm. you feel like you're, running somebody else's race or on somebody else's path, you're not going to be happy. This is at the core of all the problems in your life, right? Mm. So like pay attention to the wording, pay attention to the feelings and anxiety, and then try to do the thinking work to say, why am I feeling this way? Oh, because I feel like to do that, I have to be on somebody else's path. And I, I don't want that. Um, so the two things that helped me, one, I actually don't want to completely lose it. I love, like when I passed Gary Vee, on on um subs two years ago or something uh i got i so here's the thing i wanted to beat him by now he doesn't even care right and i've, I've known gary for a couple of years but it was like the race to million like who's gonna get to million first right who's gonna get to million first and i thought i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it before the end of the year i'm gonna get it before the end of the year i'm, I'm closing in but gary was closing <laughs> in too gary this is like we're neck and neck we're like within and I, again gary probably cares zero about this but for me it's like Come on, man. It's me and Gary at the top. Let's go. Like that meant something. <laughs> I like the competition. Um, and then in, in this, I realized we're probably going to hit it just before new year, but you know, what's going to happen. Gary is going to take uh, August off and December off. Cause he always does. He's, I knew he was going to take August off and December off. And I was looking at the numbers. It was getting to like May, June, like, Oh, it's not a competition anymore. Like I won. I'm going to get there. And I was sad and it, and it played out, right? Like he went on vacation, his team took over, they did a decent job, but, but it, at the time it really relied on him pumping out his daily vlogs. Um, and so with him easing up the gas and I'm still making, I was making three videos a day, right? It's like, we're not breaking for Christmas. We're not like, we have it all scheduled out. Um, so when I realized that there was no competition, I actually took, it, it, it made me sad. Hmm. Um, and then like a year and a half later, he passed me again. So I was like, oh, it's great. Like I'm chasing him down again. He's ahead of me and I'm chasing him down, right? Um, and so I like having, it's not everything. It's nowhere. I mean, that's not why I do what I do. Why I do what I do is not trying to chase down Gary V's YouTube subscriber numbers. <laughs> I think the competition, I like having a competition. I like knowing what's possible. I like that there's somebody ahead of me to kind of chase down, right? Yeah. I like that. I like that competitive fire, right? I just, I don't know. I think that's good but it can too much of it becomes unhealthy. So mm. what you need to balance it with, because if that's everything, which is for a lot of people, I'm only going to post this if it gets X thousand views or likes or whatever, right? If that's everything, it, that's unhealthy. You balance it by having respect for the audience that is watching it. So mm. how did I stay going in the first five years when I only had 7,000 subscribers? Like that's a long way to go. Mm. and not have any like some people get 7,000 subscribers in their first hour on youtube and take <laughs> five years <laughs> of making content to do it it's because 
you know, if four people left a comment on my video, those are four people. Right. You know, if, if 1,200 people follow you on Instagram, those are, that's 1,200 people. You know, it may not be a million too, but it's 12, that's 1,200 people. If you were going to do a speech in front of 1,200 people, you'd be peeing your pants in nervousness, <laughs> right? It's like, that's crazy. That's You're a huge audience. Sweet. Yeah, it'd be awesome. But, but now because it's online, now it means nothing, right? Mm. So it's just a connection that these are real people, that these are, these are, these are humans who chose to follow me because they mm. like my message, right? So I always, I always, this wasn't even a strategy. I don't know where this came from. It was ingrained from my mom or whatever, but I always just had respect for the people who were, who were following me. Hmm. that these people matter and that if your ultimate goal is to help people find their, their path, if you help five people find their path through your, through your content versus a million people just give you a like, but never do anything like what is actually more enriching for you is going to be helping the five people find their path. Right. So those two things, I don't think, I think putting it as the, as the only thing having numbers. Yes, that's not good. But I think demonizing it and making it zero, I don't think it's actually great because I, hmm. I think having a little bit of competition like if I'm you and I look at, um, you know, Alan and Kevin from the podcast, I like that they're ahead of me. Mm. It's like, I want to chase them down. I want right. to show them, Hey, I got Evan on my show too. And I'm going to go get this. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I like that little, even though it's not the reason why you do it. I like having a little bit of competitive vibe just to see how you measure. Like, I think that's good. I think that can drive you forward. Yeah. And yeah. at the same time, balancing it with a giant healthy dose of, I am so appreciative for every view, for every comment that you took the time to, to press that like button. Thank mm. you so much. That means a lot to me. And actually feeling it, that that's a human on the other side there who might, who might have drove their car off a bridge, but instead saw your post and didn't. And, and that's um, sometimes hard to understand, but, but I've had comments like that. I've had comments when somebody said, mm. Evan, I was, I was driving in the car. I was like three in the morning. I was driving in the car and I was going to, I was going to kill myself. I was going to take my car off the bridge. And on the way I had one of your videos on and the message, it wasn't even me talking. Like one of the profiles I did, it, it made me turn around and drive back home. Wow. Crazy. Right. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite comments of all time, but um, you know, I've never gone to the point of being suicidal or anywhere close to that. And I never set out for my channel to, to try to do that. But if you're helping people with their belief, then that's going to happen. Same thing with you. How many people are so frustrated about fitting in, about having anxiety, about not taking their own path, that then they feel like there's no hope and they kill themselves. Like that's a lot of people. And in hearing your story, that might be the difference for that one night to put away the knife or to not jump off the bridge or whatever. Um, and trying to actually feel that like one of those hundred people who liked it, that, is actually some people it's great. Yeah. Like heart, 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 heart. Awesome. But for some people who gave you a heart, it actually really touched them in a deep and meaningful way. And if you can actually feel the connection to that, mm. you look at that number and it says one Oh one likes or whatever. And you feel like one of those people, I really, I, I know it. I'm one of those people. I really, that's what I default to thinking. Like somebody listening to this episode is going to be deeply moved by this episode. Hmm. Not everybody, not most people. Maybe most people have already turned off by now. It doesn't matter. Somebody's still sticking around to the end and this hmm. is going to be the unlock episode that helps them find their path in their life and I'm jazzed for that. So balancing those two things, right? The competition, you already got that. That's easy for you now. 
Mm. You're already looking at what other people are doing. But, <laughs> but the, the, the other side, the like gratitude that people followed you and that you got five likes and one, for one person there, that actually meant a huge, huge deal, that thing that you posted. Even mm. if it took you four seconds to post it, it had a big impact on them. Hmm. Dude, Why even now, like on, <laughs> on Instagram, I try to, I do a lot of video DMs for people. Even just saying like, hey, thank you so much for following me. Thank you so mm. much for commenting. Thank you. I mean, I get, I'm, I'm blessed. You know, we have so many people. I can't do it for everybody. But the comments back is like, wow, thank you for taking the time to yeah. do that. That really meant a lot to me. Or somebody says, hey, can you wish my boyfriend a happy birthday? And I say, hey, Rick, happy birthday. Like eight seconds <laughs> of my time, but it means the world to them. Yeah. Being able to do stuff like that to keep you grounded. Because... I have 350 million views or whatever. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. What is that? That's the, that's the entire US. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, but when you see the tangible, like this meant something to me, that's why I wake up and do what I do. And I want to beat Gary Vee at the same time, right? It's like, it's, it's both of those, right? I think like the healthy balance, right? It's the yin and the yang together working. <laughs> I can see both these angels on your shoulders right now. Yeah, just, yeah. Just I, speaking into both your ears. Dude, and that's, that's when you need to have the balance of, of like, if you're only focused on this side of the, of the comparison, then you need to balance the other side. Hey, look, like, let me go look at my last post and look at the comments and realize, hey, this had an impact. But if you just stay here too long, it's easy to get complacent and think you're so great and look at all the work you're doing. No, you suck. Come on, let's go. Like you're just <laughs> starting. Let's go, Tim. Come on, let's man. Go. We need, we let's need content, go. man. It's time. Right? <laughs> That's literally how I talk to myself. If I'm being too mm -hmm. hard on myself, I have to balance and say, dude, you're awesome. Like, come on, like, look at what you did. Look at, look at these comments. And mm -hmm. I might go through my comments and see, or that, that people liked it. Or if I feel like, I'm, I'm too good. You know, Oh, look, I'm, I crushed. Look at these. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? You suck, man. Come on. Look at what Elon Musk is doing. Back up playing for the planet. You got 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Come on, let's go. What are we doing? Carmichael? Like, this is literally how I'm talking to myself, but usually we perpetuate the thing that we don't want. Like you make this devil bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and bigger. You don't have the other side to balance it out where I want to, I want to flip it to make it equal. Dude, you're blowing my mind right now. Like I got emotional when you were talking about the whole save someone's life. And then you're, you're like this, it's like a coaching session. Cause I'm thinking about like, I'm reading the alchemist again right now for like the fifth time. And I'm like, why do I love that book? It's literally all about following your own path. I'm like, Oh my God, this is insane. And my final, okay. I know we're, we're over. Do you got, yeah. you got a dip? Yeah. Yeah. Quick. What do you got? Okay. This is my last question. It's actually hilarious because it's also about this. And so uh, with the whole like dream life, dreamology concept, I wanted to look up what the definition of the American dream was to see like what it was. Okay. And so I'll read it to you quick and have the, the final question. Okay. And so the American dream is the belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version of success. And the hilarious part is that the part that stuck out to me is attain their own version of success, which means that the American dream is not this standardized concept. It is your path to follow Evan Carmichael. So I am curious what your version of success looks like at the 40 year old that you are. What does success look like to you? I wanna wake up every day and feel like the work that I do matters. So fortunately, most days they get to do that, but I want to push for even more meaning than contribution. Right. So, you know, a day like today, we're recording this on a Thursday. That's, that's what I call my public facing day. So I'm naturally an introvert. Um, 
you know, I have no need to hear myself speak or be on camera or anything else. Mm. But Thursdays, I dedicate to being on other people's shows and podcasts and uh, Skype calls and just anything that requires kind of spreading the message and trying to reach a new audience. And it's always a mix, right? Like, uh, you know, tomorrow I'm doing a thing with Kevin O'Leary and uh, doing something for his YouTube channel. And, and today I was the, somebody's first guest on their show too, right? So it's, it's not just about how many people are we reaching every time we're doing something. I want to wake up, and I think most people do too, that you want to wake up and feel like today matters. Like you're going to make something today that's going to touch somebody else's life, that's going to have meaning, that's going to make an impact. Um, and if I do that, then that's, that's success. And sometimes that's hitting a big audience, and sometimes that's just spending time with my wife or my dogs. Um, mm. But feeling like your work matters and therefore you matter. Um, and it's no surprise that that's what stuck out to you in the American dream. And I think it's a big unlock. If you look back now, you look mm. backwards at all the, all the books that you've loved and the movies that you've loved and the songs or the lyrics that stand out, it's all going to have some version, different words, but some version of that, which is great awareness. And it's not that those aren't, those are bad words, but I never looked up the version of the American. I've never even heard of what it is. And probably people have read it to me, but it never stuck out this because I'm different. I'm not Tim, mm. but you can use that as a tool going forward to now hone your own path even sharper. And then also to help other people find their path by bringing on guests. Like that should be your first question. What was the hardest part in finding your path? Like for mm. every guest. And that will just lead to a wild, awesome, Story. amazing conversation. Yeah. yeah. All right, my fellow dreamers. Well, as I said at the beginning of the conversation, um, that was unexpected, right? For Evan to just turn that back on me and for me to kind of have to do some internal reflection. And I tried to get vulnerable with you, right? You know, right in the middle of the podcast, say, all right, he wants to dive into my life. Let's do it. And it actually uncovered something incredible, which was, man, the biggest thing I care about in life is helping people follow their own path, becoming the person that they want to be and just finding an immense amount of happiness like if you could see me right now i am using so much hand gestures and i'm moving my body all around for no apparent reason because i care about this so much i want you to be happy so many young people want to be entrepreneurs like myself yet they sacrifice their health their happiness their relationships we don't need to do all that we got to be happy we got to be happy on this journey and that's what I want for all of you and for myself. And so there's a lot to reflect on after this episode, honestly. But I would truly sit down and ask yourself, as Evan encouraged me to ask, you know, look, look into myself and ask, what's the hardest thing you've gone through on your journey? That's what you should talk about. That's where you should look into saying, you know what, maybe I want to work within this sort of problem in the world. Or, you know, what can you tap into? How can you look into yourself and say, am I following the path that I'm supposed to be following? So pretty deep stuff to be thinking about, guys. But this is the good stuff of life. Like, 
don't follow society's path for you. Don't follow your parents' path for you. Like, There's only one path that's going to make you happy in life, and that is yours. And so if you don't know what it is, make it your mission today to have that be your focal point. Everything that happens in your life from here on out is a guide to helping you figure out what path to go down. And just let that puppy guide you. Let your heart guide you and not your mind. So with all that being said, my beautiful people, go out there, make your dreams a reality, and I will see you next time. And, and sorry, last thing, I made a solo episode where it's just me diving into more about my own thoughts and my own ideas and my own reflections around following your own path in life as well as sharing some things I'm learning on tour with Charlie. So if you want to check that out, definitely, definitely give it a listen. It is me again pouring out my heart to you trying to share what I have learned on my own journey so you know I can make your journey a little bit easier. That's it. That's the goal. All right, people. Peace, love, and smiles. Go make those dreams a reality. I'll see you next time.